0: Welcome into the I-80 Club National Fun League Week 12. Josh Peterson... Mike Schaefer of Husker 24-7 Sports with you. We do this every three weeks. We'll be back again for week 15, for week 18 as well. And we talk about what's going on in the NFL and our t- our dumb teams. Though our, our team's Schaefer, are on a bit of a run right now, though. Mine played three days ago. Yours isn't playing until tomorrow. So this will be maybe the most interesting of the pods that we've done so far. How are you tonight? I'm
1: good. I am, uh, I'm doing well. I the reverse of last weekend the gambling has gone largely well the the fantasy teams mm. are are doing fine the vikings haven't played yet so i don't know how that'll i don't know how that'll factor into everything though i do feel reasonably confident that they can at least move the ball on the bears even if justin jefferson isn't going to be playing nice on monday uh we'll see how it goes though
0: Good good good. uh you know so normally when we hop on here we talk about our teams and and what they've done in the week but again since Dallas played three days ago Viking's not playing until tomorrow I feel like we should we should begin the pod today shape by talking about uh perhaps the game of the year between the bills and the Eagles the Eagles moved to ten and one uh, oh, you
1: thought that was the game of the
0: year I'm, I'm saying like a contender it's probably in the mix right what are the best games of the year what's the game okay. of the year
1: so far um hmm I mean Philly Dallas was really good. obviously yeah. you didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, that was a bummer. That one was good. Like I feel like we've had a lot of insane games already like I, I I understand from the like okay the the Eagles are probably your best team in the NFL and this went into overtime, that kind of thing. but now that I'm on the spot, I'm not gonna obviously be able to just rip these off entirely. but yeah, I mean even that like absurd Cleveland Baltimore game. Could have been, <laughs> that was you know, wild. There. I feel like if you look at most of the AFC teams, they've all kind of played in some sort of game uh like this already once this year. I mean, even Buffalo, they had the, the ridiculous season opening game. Yeah, uh, yeah, every, that was a great game. Every Buffalo or excuse me, every Denver game, um, except for this most recent one in their win streak has been decided by like two or three points and features just mind-numbingly bad football, yet it's entertaining at the very end of it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this one was – uh this was a good game. I mean, it was – I think, if anything, it told me not to give up on the Buffalo Bills, which I kind of thought coming into it. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's luck anymore. I just think teams have no idea how to, to finish off the, the Philadelphia Eagles they just like rope everybody in with boring first halves and then they're just unstoppable in the second half. They're so they're so bad in the first half. Yeah. They're
0: so bad in the first half and then they are so excellent in the second half. You know? Well, get them and, on the ropes and they just respond so well every single time.
1: So they basically they needed a Josh Allen interception, two missed field goals or one missed field goal and a blocked field goal from the uh from the Buffalo place kicker. The um uh, Decision to to overturn what could have been a fumble late in that game and a 60-some-yard field goal just to get to overtime. In that weather, in that horrible weather. In overtime, they needed an absurd moment in which Gabriel Davis turns the opposite direction in which the game-winning touchdown pass was thrown. Yeah. And otherwise, they lose. Yeah. But instead, they win. Bills kick the field goal and you and I are texting throughout. The Eagles just marching right down the field. Yeah. No real doubt, no real drama. There's the there's
0: none. The final playing. drive has no drama. You know, um, I, I think once they hit the 50 yard line, it was like yeah. this, I know where this is going. You know, and it's not, it not was, even
1: gonna get tied. It's gonna be over. And then you watch as like Hurts runs into the end zone, and it's like wasn't even a dramatic, you know, no, it's just like it oh super chill. This is one of those like third quarter touchdowns when you're just coming out of the halftime lull. That's what that defense looked like for the Bills. Yeah. Uh, What you go back and you look at their season. They have had through 12 games, just an absolutely absurd year. The Eagles or the Bills? No, the bills. Like you lost to Zach Wilson on Monday night football. Incredible. Mac Jones came back and won on them with a game-winning touchdown.
0: Yes, we don't talk enough about how they lost to Mac Jones in the Patriots.
1: Russell Wilson drove the field to get that field goal in which the guy missed. They had 12 men on the field, and then they re-kicked, and he made it. And he made it. And they fired their OC because of it. Yeah. They fire their offensive coordinator because of it. They have another inexplicable loss in there as well. And then they have, like, some of these wins that are as dominating as anything as you see throughout football too. Like it yeah. is just a, it is a weird year. I have no idea what you do with them. I don't think you can write them off. But if they end up as like the seven seed and you're the two, that would be just you'd be like scared out of your mind that Buffalo is yeah. coming to town. And you're we thought sad. we thought today, like Josh Allen is as scary of a quarterback as there is in the NFL, even if he's going to throw that one interception. Yeah. Um and I really feel like he's he's almost in like the I would call this like Kirk Cousins territory where you play well enough, but your team keeps inexplicably losing. And yet it's not even really Josh Allen's fault. Like no. they can't get these stops late. They can't, they're not making fuel goals now. Like it's just a bunch and the guy of, turns the wrong way. I mean, yeah. the, you it's know, just shape paper what, what, cuts. It's death by paper cuts.
0: Yeah. You and I did a pod at some point over the last couple of months, and you
1: you <coughs> just won.
0: Yeah, yeah, but we you you mentioned something in particular just about, like, the Cowboys, and you you actually texted me something along these lines the other day of, like, because they are on TV all of the time, like, we can never just have a normal, rational conversation about them, and I feel the Bills have, have reached that territory, okay. you know, where every game now is, I mean, really, it's kind of like the Nebraska referendum syndrome. Every game is, is referendum with them, and, you know, it's funny, because I'm with you. If they make the playoffs, I think that they could cause problems for whoever they play because i think they're that good the issue is that they keep losing they have six losses already and their Um, schedule is not it's hellacious dude it is it is horrible like they they need they need to get some of these wins and they just they're not i think that they're a really good team you should bring this up with happer tomorrow when you go on with him because he is like they suck cancel the bills i'm out on the bills and it's just like wild to me because i watch them and i think that they are a really good football team but their record i mean look i know i understand it's a it's a wins and loss sport and their record is what their record is. That All of like the, the numbers love them, though. They're like, yeah. first in this, fifth in this, fourth in this, and they are so good. Uh, but they are just losing these games in an in, inexplicable fashion every single time, and it's probably going to cost them the playoffs, and then it's probably going to cost Sean McDermott his job.
1: They're, they're a team from a gambling sense that if they are getting points right now, I'm taking them. Because I feel like yeah. they, they're at worst a coin flip to, to win or lose a game. Like that's, that's sort of how it feels like to me. Like, I don't know that there's a team in the NFL that if they were playing Buffalo at home or on a neutral field, I'd be like, yeah, I'm for sure convinced this team is beating Buffalo seven out of 10 times. I don't think that happens. I don't think there's a team in the league where you could say that. And it's obviously the NFL and seven out of 10 times is extreme, but even six out of 10 times, I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Like they're, they're that good. And yet, they're they're out of the playoffs right yeah, now. Yeah, they have like so it, it, little margin you
0: know. for error now, the rest of this. And they still have, as you mentioned, you know, so they're going to have their off week. Um, then they're going to have the Chiefs. They're going to have the Cowboys. They got the Dolphins again. I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I know that they have another another tough one in there somewhere. And so, like, that's, that's what it's going to be for them. So, every, I mean, they already entered into this spot where every game was a playoff game. And and they, I mean, they they. I'll play the Eagles today, but in the end, it doesn't matter. What? Let me ask you about the Eagles because obviously, I have uh, yeah. my my own inherent biases with them. What do you think of this team right now? Because same record at this point that they did last year. Obviously, last year they were smoking teams. This year, not so much. They're I mean, they they've trailed at the half now four consecutive games. They've they've won all four of those games though. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, does not have the mobility he did last year, and yet he scores the game-winning touchdown on a normal run. You know, it's not like it was just the tush-push at the end of that game. Um, A.J. Brown has taken, you know, a step back in recent weeks compared to what he was doing in that stretch. Um, You know, they're without Dallas Goddard right now. Their defense seems worse than last year. What do you make of this Eagles team in 2023?
1: I almost wonder that they have, like, some kind of need where there has to be something at stake. Like they can't just show up and play football early on in a game. Like they have to make it difficult for themselves. Like they're, it's almost like they're playing bored a little bit. Like we've seen the chiefs do at times, you know, in in their run here recently, I, I think they're a good team. Like I, you know, they're, they're certainly, they're certainly more than capable of winning the super bowl this year, but it's hard for me to be like, yeah, they're, they're what, 10-1? and one? I think they've had one. their bye. Yeah, they're 10-1. and one. And it's hard for me to be like, yeah, they're the best team in the NFL. They're 10-1. and one. How can I not say this? It is you odd. Know? And it, and here's the other thing. If you're like, okay, so if it's not the Eagles, who is it? And then I'm just going to start sputtering and talking with my hands There's no- because I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's I, them. I, it's them. You know, yeah. they are the best team in the NFL. But it does it feel like good. it's almost a by default because of their record.
1: It, they're the best team in the NFL, I guess. But at the same time, like. If I were to list out nine teams, I think any of the nine teams could win a, you know, 10 teams could could potentially beat the Eagles on any given Sunday and win a title. Like, I just don't know that there's as big of a gap between them and and these other teams and it's if if it wasn't the Eagles that we had seen last year where they just demolished people, we would be talking a lot more about how fluky and lucky they are and how, you know, how it's played out this year where you you just genuinely can't trail at half this often and win in the NFL. Like that's that's pretty hard to do. Um, and they're not like they're not particularly good on defense. No, you know, it's they're not Their defense scary. is taking a big step back. Yeah, they're they're not scary in the way that they have been. You know, last year at least. So it's a it's a tough team to really put your arms around because I I mean I think I would probably. I think Dallas is a better team at times. Like I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I, I do the roller feel coaster that, way. that we have had with the Cowboys on this pod. Given yeah. that it started after the Cardinals game, well, you know, and, and just the conversations you and I have had over the last three months, and it's hard with the Cowboys because there's always the baked in just obnoxiousness that comes with the franchise, but it has nothing to do with with who they are right now and who they've been for the last 20 years. So you know, you you have to. In essence, you kind of have to ignore some of that, but it's hard. It's because, really difficult. You know, there all the time, but they're they're really good. And yet, at the same time, like I don't I don't love Dak Prescott. I don't. You know, I I just feel like we're we're at a point where when we get to to January, it's anyone's ball game. Like the buy actually matters this year And the it's so big. Just it's getting huge. one less game you have to play because all of these feel like a series of coin flips. You know, like that's, it's enormous. So that one team AFC might have to battle, go win
0: two games. The but, other, everyone else will have to win three. Yeah. yeah. That,
1: that AFC battle is just going to be oh be insane. I, I don't really know what else to say about the Eagles. I think Devonta Smith is great. AJ Brown is great. Their running game can be great, but can also disappear for like two and a half quarters. Yeah. Um Jalen hurts always feels kind of shaky. Like I don't. I don't trust like even when they had to go get the field goal and then the subsequent touchdown, it's like, yeah, there's a there's a part of this where it's like Jalen Hurts is just like one bad throw or a missed blitz protection pickup away from a strip sack. And and this game is over. Like, I I don't know that I look at him as as super safe or that it's a guarantee that he's going to get this thing, you know, in safely in in at night. So it's a. It's a weird, weird year, and I love it. I mean, I love when it's wide open like this. I love yeah. when you can't sit here and be like, "Well, we can just pencil in these two teams, and maybe, maybe those two teams end up there." But it's going to be a war of attrition. Yeah, uh, before it's we funny get to that moment.
0: You said something earlier in the answer about like if if there wasn't last year to 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 fall back on, maybe how would we? how would we be talking about them and it, it so like let's pretend that they're doing this but it's last season so there's no built-in goodwill with them because we just have never seen the conversations would be we'd be having would be so much different it would be yeah. i got to see it in the playoffs and and right now i think i know i feel you know like a little afraid of saying they're you know like i've seen fraud thrown out a ton of, they're frauds they're frauds they're frauds i feel a little worrisome throwing something like that out there because I do have a lot of respect for them right now that they're, you know, risk brought up that their schedule is much tougher this year. It is. That was like the ones kind of saving grace thing that I fell a lot back on last year, going into the Super Bowl and why I ultimately picked the chiefs. Cause I was like, they, they never saw anyone near as good as Patrick Mahomes in the regular season. The best quarterback they saw was Dak and Dak had a great game. So I was like, I think that they can be had on defense this year. They're, they're playing an in, insane schedule and like this whole stretch that they're on right now. is was like, all right, this is going to be where they win or lose the one seed. And they have essentially made it through. They have three games. I would say two games really left in this stretch. They have the 49ers and then they have the Cowboys and then they have Seattle, but Seattle has dropped off significantly in the, the, the recent week since we've last done a podcast, like they've already gotten to the back end of this, of this hellacious stretch. The interesting thing about the next two games is that the 49ers, they played on a Thursday. So they're going to have the mini bye. the Cowboys are also playing this week on a Thursday. So they will have the mini bye. um, Against the Eagles like they they will have that they'll have a rest edge against them. But I still it would not shock me at all if they went one and one in these games, if not two and oh, and suddenly we're talking about a team that's 12 and one. And, you know, at that point, no one would. I think they might have the, the one seed locked up by that point in time because you have what the Lions with three losses, you have the 49ers with three and you have the Cowboys with three. So if they clip either either San Fran or Dallas in the next couple of weeks, I mean, first of all, the division's going to literally be over and the battle for the one seed is essentially over. All these teams needed them to lose one of these games, even though they were against AFC competition
1: and they just continue making it through. If they lose these next two games, they're 10 and three, would that change how you feel about them? Or does it just sort of even out the fact that they've been on this insane stretch? and they got a bunch of wins on the front side of it, and it's the NFL. It's hard to just do this every week.
0: I would say that at that point that just this stretch caught up with them, and that probably fits their record. You know, like uh, Bill Barnwell used to really piss off our mutual friend Dan Hoppen by going uh, with Pythagorean expectation, which essentially is like the number of points you score, the number of points you allow, and what your record should be. Like, they are
1: way exceeding their Pythagorean expectation right now. Yeah, you know? the, the problem with that is that it bakes in this idea that all the extra points means dominance when you could really make an argument that it could just be inherent schedule randomness. Sure. You know, like the Bills have an incredible.
0: Their um, their point differential is bonkers
1: right now. And yet they still have losses to the Patriots, Jets, Broncos. Yeah. So which is it? Like, you know, people did this last year with Minnesota, and it's like they still had a win over Buffalo. Yeah. You know, like they still were capable of playing in that environment. Like it's, I, I have a tough time with that one, especially when so many NFL games are close and then the back end of the league or you just catch a guy, you, you catch a team playing a backup quarterback. You catch, you know, Tommy DeVito before he's had a couple of weeks to really write the ship and the giants might have a quarterback controversy on their hands in the future now, but it, it's hard to I I have such a tough time with that one because the NFL really just comes down to what it feels like four or five plays every game you know not every game but 75% of the time is that fair? Yeah. So it's 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 just difficult. Like I I feel like we always joke like there's no such thing as a bad win and then we do everything we can to try to Talk like, our way. Yeah. You know, we don't apologize
0: our, for wins in the NFL, but let me tell right. you
1: why the Eagles suck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so it's uh it's just tough to figure out. But I, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with there is like a very big gap between the the pretty good teams in the league and then the really, really bad teams in the league. But there's no real separation between the mediocre teams and the pretty good teams. Yeah. So like there's five teams that are just trash. Everything other than that. Largely feels capable of beating each other.
0: Yep, it's a very large middle class, and there are definitely, I think, a tier of teams at the top. You know, I think we would probably quibble at how many teams are at the top, but it does it definitely feels like there's a much larger middle class this year compared to previous years. Okay, so
1: let's let's do that then. Okay, so who's who's at the top? Like, what is what does the top look like right now?
0: Uh, in some order, I would say it's Philly, it's Baltimore, it's San Fran, it's Dallas, it's Kansas City. I mean, they're eight and three. So I feel like we do have to put Detroit in there, but their defense is Jacksonville. Well, so is,
1: Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, so is Miami. See, yeah. So maybe it's not, maybe we don't have to include Detroit. I don't know. I mean, I, I do like Detroit, but their defense has been a, a problem, especially lately. And I think that that, I mean, that loss on, on Thanksgiving was pretty bad. You know, they get a cheap touchdown at the, I didn't even realize actually until later in the day that they made it a seven point game because we left. Uh, to come back to omaha and i was like what they lost by a touchdown so like that final score is deceiving so how many teams did i name five or six baltimore um, philadelphia yeah. kansas city san francisco dallas like i think that that is a solid five that i would work
1: those with. are your, those are the the five yeah
0: I, and, and, and now, am I being unfair to the to the Dolphins because like Dallas is essentially the same thing. The thing the thing with Dallas is, and and I'm, I'm happily going to talk myself into them being among that tier. Like they're not just beating bad teams; they're kicking the shit out of them every single yeah. week. So, like I do think that there is something there. But I yes, I would very much like for them to get a win versus you know Philadelphia or Buffalo or or Miami late in the season or Detroit just to to say like okay, good. There is some actual proof of
1: concept here, and it's not just them beating up on the bad teams and then losing to the good ones. If, if we were tearing this out, I would probably leave the Cowboys out with the other four teams, and that would be your like A tier. And then your your like B tier would just be probably Dallas by itself, because I think that they are not quite at the level of those, of those other four, four, or where I can put them with those other four. But I also have no problem saying that they are better than Detroit, better than Miami, better than Jacksonville. Yeah. And so those are your next ones after that. So that'd be kind of like your your C tier. And like people might disagree with this, but I would put Buffalo, Minnesota, like I think that C tier is like massive in teams. Like I, I you know, I think a lot of it comes down to schedule. Like the difference between Jacksonville and Houston doesn't seem very big to me. The difference Yeah, between, they went one and one against each other this year. Right. The difference between Detroit and Minnesota doesn't seem very big to me. The difference between Miami and Buffalo doesn't seem very big to me. So it's hard for me to eliminate because those three are eight and three right now. It's hard for me to elevate them above the the three teams that are below them, even though it's not likely any of Houston, Buffalo, or Minnesota wins their division. Yeah. So, But I, I think they're all largely the same because I think those games pretty much can go, you know, any way, any rhyme or reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jim and O'Neill said, and this is a few minutes ago, but he said, for all this talking, the Super Bowl will still be a rematch. See, and I, I, it's funny because I saw that in a couple of spots today, and you're you're shaking your head too. Like Wait I up. just like again, the, the, and this goes back to something we just said about the Eagles and how they have played this year, and, and how we are really leaning on what we know about them, and that's the last couple of years. I feel like we're doing that with the Chiefs right now. Like I think people are afraid to say like this team doesn't have it because they have Patrick Mahomes, and so you don't want to look like an idiot and say I don't trust this Chiefs team. But I chafe. I do not trust this Chiefs team. This is not the last few years. And like, I get it. They, they, where, where they, what they have lost on offense, they've maybe gained on defense. Um, But I just, I don't see it with them this year. But I mean, you know, I'll probably look like an idiot because I will wake up Super Bowl morning and there they will be again in the Super Bowl. I just, or at the very least in the AFC Championship game. I just don't see it with this, with this team. And I feel like we're now three months into the season. And I feel pretty comfortable in saying that, like that loss on Monday. That they had to Philadelphia, like that's not a loss that they would have the last few years. You know, they gave the game away. They fumble yeah. inside the red zone. You know, they're they're drop they dropping passes. Um, so I, I just I, I I don't I don't feel that comfortable saying you know that the Super Bowl will be a rematch. I I think that's fair.
1: Um, I think it's easier to say of the two teams from last year's Super Bowl, the one less likely to make it would be Kansas City because their path is going to be more difficult. Uh, coming out of the AFC, I think, than the NFC. So I, I definitely agree with you there. A lot of it for me, I just feel like they're a weapon short. Like I don't, yes. I don't trust any of their downfield passing game. They played the Raiders today, who not a very good team, and they could not go vertical on them. It's weird. Everything they did was either Isaiah Pacheco. Which congratulations to Andy Reid for figuring out that you have this guy that's underutilized who might be your third best offensive player legitimately. Uh, and then a whole bunch of horizontal passes to Rishi rice and to sky Moore. Um, You get a little, little 15 yarder to Justin Watson every now and then, and then Travis Kelsey will have his opportunities, but he doesn't, doesn't feel like the same player. He's taken a step uh, back, which it's, it's, expected
0: it. yeah point, he's right? older he's in his now. yeah he's really good still but he is yeah. he is not as good he, as he he's was just not otherworldly like yeah. it's and that's more, what they need both him and Mahomes to be
1: otherworldly yeah. I think right now right because they don't have that third piece and so I yeah. I I would have concern as a Chiefs fan about being able to open up that offense I mean obviously they went down 14 nothing today they ended up winning 28-17 against uh, <laughs> a Raiders team that was largely overmatched but I just don't know how you'd look at that game and be like, yeah, I mean, everything's fine here in Kansas City. We don't have any reason for concern. Yeah, I just don't know where where your points in a critical drive are going to come from. If you have to go score, like you have to get a touchdown, and Travis Kelsey isn't Superman anymore, how is Patrick Mahomes going to engineer that game-winning drive? Like, have they done that yet this year um, where they've had to come back and, and get that touchdown in the final two minutes of a game like we saw uh, Jalen Hurts just doing overtime, like we've seen, you know, other teams do this year. Um, I, I can't recall one for for Kansas City, but I don't remember the schedule just completely off the top of my head.
0: Did the Vikings one? Did they? They were up, right? No, they were um, up.
1: Okay, that was yeah. Alexander dropping a game tying touchdown. Yeah, uh, so, the Jets game. They were they up were and up.
0: they played with their food in that game. Yeah, Shafe, I think you're right. They, they you know, played off the top through of their
1: defense. Head. Yeah, which yeah. is is commendable because their defense is really good. Uh, But it doesn't, I just don't know. Like, they couldn't do it against the Eagles. Like, they couldn't go get that score. And obviously, the play was right there, but that's sort of what we're talking about. Like, he's not throwing to Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have that on his team anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I've got the schedule pulled up now. They basically just been out in front and stayed out in front for most of their games. They came back, like I said, today, but that was largely it. Otherwise, they've just and it's not like they haven't beaten anybody. They beat the Dolphins and Jaguars, Vikings. Those are all. Yeah, they have wins playoff over playoff
0: teams, teams and, and division champions right now in the in terms of uh Jacksonville
1: and Miami. But against the Lions, they had the two critical drops. Against the Eagles, they had critical drops. You know, against the Broncos, it was an off day. That one doesn't really compare to anything else. But if you're sitting there as a Kansas City fan, like Obviously, first of all, congratulations. Multiple Super Bowls is really nice. Yeah. And plus a hell of in the future, run. you know, nobody's going to feel that bad for you. But you do have to be a little concerned about the ability to play down the field.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see, a couple comments. Mark says, I'm cheering for Baltimore to win the AFC. As uh, the biggest Lamar Jackson fan that I know, Shafe, I have to imagine that you, you'd you be cool with that if, if
1: Buffalo isn't going to be the one to do it. Yeah, I would be very okay with that. Um, I don't know that I'd buy Baltimore significantly either, but I... That's crazy, because if you're not buying
0: either of those two teams, it's like, who else are we talking about? Here's the the thing. There's
1: not a team where I'm just going to sit here and table pound. Like, I'm going to play the field. Like, someone's going to emerge out of that. Now, I will say, I feel like Baltimore matches up pretty well with Kansas City. Like, I, you know, we're watching right now as Justin Herbert's incredibly frustrated. It's hard for them to move the ball against this pass defense. I don't know how Baltimore does this every year. Like, they always have injuries. They always have guys missing, but they always... They have players leave in free agency, but their defense is always just sort of good enough. And then yep. they have one of the more confounding offenses in the league to try to defend at any given time. And it feels like Lamar is getting better. Yep, and that should be scary for the rest of the league because you know I think we can call him a quarterback now at this point. Um, we don't have to. We don't have to pretend like he's not one of the one of the yep. five best in the league. Like I think we're stop doing that. Uh, at this point, yeah, we're, we're anyway, not debating anything with him anymore. So I don't know. Isn't we, it we weird do, to think we about debate?
0: Yeah, isn't it weird to think about with the AFC that there is a very real world where neither Joe Burrow, obviously because he's hurt, and Josh Allen are in the playoffs? It's like it's just it'd be like you know a decade and in Justin Africa. Herbert. And Justin Herbert, it'd be like a decade ago looking at the AFC field. And it's like, yeah, Peyton Manning, you know, Tom Brady. And I mean, I, I don't, I guess I don't want to compare Burrow and, and Allen to those guys. Cause they, you know, they're two of the all-time greats, but it's just like, it's just weird that two of the biggest stars in the game. And then Herbert, like all might miss the playoffs this season. You know, and and I mean, on one hand, it's like, wow, that, that just shows how goofy of a year it's been. On the other, like, I will be a little disappointed and just bummed in general if Buffalo doesn't make it. Because if they don't get in, that means we're g- probably getting another AFC North team. And, you know, like, at least with Buffalo, I think they could go on a run. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to talk myself into Cleveland or Pittsburgh making
1: a deep run in the playoffs this year. Have we ever just sat and discussed how many first round picks are quarterbacks in the AFC? I don't th- you and me. I don't think so. Yeah, like there are a ton. If you if you like really sit and think about it, uh, everybody in the AFC North is a first round pick, former first round pick. Wow. Uh, in the AFC East, everyone's a former first round pick. If we're counting Mac Jones, who was your starting quarterback for Gross. for the entirety of the uh, for for most of the season in the. In the South, if Anthony Richardson was playing, you would have Richardson, Stroud, Lawrence, and Will Levis as a second-round pick. Mm -hmm. And then in the AFC West, you have Mahomes, you have uh, Herbert, and then you have two teams in the Raiders and Broncos that have the latest picks. That's crazy. You know, if you really – like, we sit here and we wonder, oh, why is the AFC so much better than – well, yeah, just – Think about the quarterbacks that we're just listing out here, like a draft capital alone used on these guys. And so it's like, oh man, they're not going to have two of their bigger stars. And it's like, well, they're still going to have five first round quarterbacks in yeah. a 17 playoff. Like, yeah. And then and, and
0: safe. So then think about it from the NFC perspective and we're going through our tiers. Okay. Philadelphia, Jalen hurts, not a first rounder, San nope. Francisco, their quarterback, literally the last pick of his draft. Have you heard about that? And then uh Dak Prescott fourth rounder, um, you yeah. know, and then you have Jared Goff in the lions and he was what? The first overall pick. Back first overall pick he would be the yeah. exception to the rule in the yeah. NFC. That's that's really really and then you you know you'd have I don't know. Well,
1: then you we get into the the Frisky Jordan Love, he's first round pick, Matt Stafford's a first round pick. Um but Cousins isn't Smith isn't Geno is a second, so he's like close. Yeah. Um, Desmond Ritter wasn't.
0: <laughs> right? Desmond Ritter. No. Dude, I know. They they're, they're probably hosting. They're probably hosting my Dallas Cowboys in a, Man, a
1: month and a half. The I was so when the when the Eagles were losing, I was imagining a scenario in which the Eagles play the Falcons to start the uh, the, playoffs. the playoffs on and a that's Monday like night your Saturday night game oh, because it's the, the Philadelphia Peacock. TV market and oh man. It was yeah. I had this whole thing built in my head of just you know Desmond Ritter pulling like a Marcus Mariota style upset win oh, over over the you're Eagles. Speaking
0: my love language yeah. right now,
1: Shafe. And then uh, and yeah. then they won. Yeah, and then they won. And then the Bills blew Blew that game yeah. like nine times. They did. But finally blew it for good when Jalen Hurts ran in that touchdown. Yeah. Uh but they we covered. Yeah, they, they did, covered. they
0: did. We haven't really talked about our uh, our two teams a whole lot as we start to wind down, Shafe. Uh again, the roller coaster, I think that that both of us at Risk just writes fart noises. Nice. Uh so she I think enjoyed the you and I wish casting a, a Philadelphia yeah. Yeah. Eagles first round loss.
1: Just saying it's still out there. Yeah, there's
0: a potential for it, probably not. Um so Every week that we have done this, it is you know we found ourselves in much different spots. You were super jacked the last time we talked because that was like right as the Josh Dobbs uh, experiment really started ramping up in a in a fun way for you. Um, Last Sunday had to hurt. I was texting you throughout. You were so excited. Speaking of like dreaming and imagining things, the text that I was getting from you in the first half, you were so excited. And then they obviously go down, and now they're setting up uh, a Monday night affair tomorrow night with the Bears, uh, a team that. They often find themselves playing in, in prime time and the games are often unwatchable. So I hope that tomorrow at least is a little more watchable for us.
1: Well, it features the bears and if nothing else, they specialize in just horrific football.
0: They do. Absolutely. They're so good at it.
1: Brain football.
0: Yeah. Um, And it is in Minneapolis, right? So at
1: least it's not in Chicago. So you'll have the sparkling, beautiful field. It'll be Dead birds all around it. Yeah. Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman will talk about how uh, oh. it's one of the most popular stadiums in the entire league by NFL players and yada, yada, yada. Very good. Cool, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. Um, I feel weirdly like last Sunday was not like a send you to bed depressed loss. Oh, it wasn't like a. um I'm not I'm, reading any NFL content this week, boss. Yeah, it was more like, well, that was a really dumb way to lose a game that you completely outplayed a team by 59 minutes and you lose. Yeah. You know, like that's that's essentially how it felt. And then it was also just sort of like, okay, in the NFL, you went on the road, you have a backup quarterback, you fumble on your very first third down attempt, which was maybe the dumbest play call of the season by anyone anywhere uh, to to run a toss pitch from your tight end to your quarterback on third and one, um, you know, against the worst rush defense in the NFL. You can just line it up and run the football. Uh, And then you have the Alexander Madison fumble that basically Minnesota was going down. I think they're up by nine. They're probably going to put that game away. And then you have the fumble and it just sort of, it just felt like just one of those really dumb NFL style losses like I I was annoyed but it's not going to cost them their ability to play in the playoffs it doesn't change how I feel who they are as a team and it just sort of means that just like Minnesota is squarely in this tier Denver is very much having now beaten Buffalo and Kansas City Cleveland and Minnesota four teams that are all right now in the playoffs yeah well not Buffalo um (laughs) you've got it, it would be hard to say that the Denver isn't squarely in that they can beat anyone they pretty much play right now, Category 2. We have to include them in any conversation we're having yeah. about the playoffs. And I don't it's, think they're good. I don't think they're good at all. Like, they stink. Do you know they're yeah. still
0: not in the playoffs if it started today? Yeah. What the hell? They're ninth. Oh, what? Yeah, she is loaded. This is crazy. The
1: Colts are in the doing, playoffs uh, right now
0: over Denver and Houston. What the
1: hell? Yeah. Good The God. Colts aren't good either. There's a no. lot of, like. There's a lot of like bad, we don't really need to see this. And that's why I need the Bills to get in. Yeah. Because they are fun. And fun is fun. Yeah. And the Colts and the Broncos are not fun. So if a Broncos
0: could be fun. I can talk myself into the Broncos being fun.
1: What is fun about the Broncos? I don't know. They just keep, They I don't know. They, keep they play entire games. games and struggle to get to a hundred yards passing.
0: I know. I don't know. There's just something about seeing Russell Wilson on my TV in January. That's oh. like, this is a big football game. And then I Sean Payton, but, gee, but they'll lose and it'll be funny. They'll lose in the playoffs. And you'll be like, this is a good time. They lost if, in the playoffs.
1: If you want something that actively makes me annoyed, Yeah, it's that we're watching Sean Payton basically cultivate the same bullshit culture that he had in New Orleans, where they just gooned up every game. And sometimes the NFL officials call it and sometimes they don't. And what do you know, they did it again in Cleveland, or they did it again in Denver today against Cleveland, they did it against Minnesota, like I, I don't feel remotely bad for Kareem Jackson missing four more games <laughs> after the third play of the game lights a guy up with the crown of his helmet and doesn't right get called in front of the officials. It? Nothing. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Lose a game by one point. That's that's another reason why I couldn't be mad. It just felt like it was not Minnesota's night. At yeah.
0: Yeah. That's true. So, what yeah. You I'd still do? rather have him in the playoffs over uh, over Pittsburgh. Uh, Josh writes, interested to see Mahomes play just one road playoff game in his career. I I want to see that too. I just you know I mean pr- nothing will. Are probably there like you. road
1: numbers on Mahomes that are bad? No, he's something? just never or had it? to
0: play. He's he's literally never played a road playoff game.
1: He's Remember, never. I would argue the Super Bowl where he had to play in Tampa against Tampa would qualify. Yeah, I guess, but, playoff,
0: but that was COVID, but, and it was just a bunch of nurses at the stadium cheering on <laughs> in their masks.
1: <laughs> Remember COVID. Oh, I didn't God. realize we were getting political today. Yeah,
0: yeah. Masks or no masks, 402-951-1620. Yeah, uh, so that, that's the Vikings. You're feeling good about tomorrow or are you feeling not good about tomorrow?
1: I would have felt a lot better if Justin Jefferson would just come out and play. I have yeah. to say, for an injury that was described as a four- to six-week thing, and we're now looking at seven to eight weeks, seven yeah. games, and eight total weeks of being out, and also for someone who like really plays up the... Excited, like, oh, I'm so excited to get out there and play with these guys, and it's like, all right, but I get it. Contract year, and you want to make sure you're at 100% with with hamstrings. I mean, they are difficult, but yeah, just it feels like this is about as long of a wait as we've had on a hamstring in some time when it results in a star player. But, um, yeah, I, I would feel better if they have Jefferson. I feel like Josh Dobbs is going to be able to run on Chicago's defense. The question is. Can he stop turning the ball over? The answer is no, um, but can he only just turn it over like once and not three times? So I don't know. I also think Minnesota's defense with Brian Flores has been really, really good. Yeah, And it's kind of fun that no one really has to notice that um, because they're just going to show up and blitz the hell out of you. And I got to say, if I have to watch a team that's just mediocre on defense, I would rather watch the team that's bringing pressure on every single play.
0: At least make it interesting.
1: Yep. And especially yeah. when we you talk about, like, Justin Fields and, and all of these different quarterbacks where they're going to throw the ball. I feel like we just see so many just chuck-it-up style plays now uh, where the interceptions are there and force the issue of pressure. If, if you just sit back and you wait, they're going to run on you and get 10 yards anyway. So, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, enough about the Vikings. Cowboys are more interesting.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited for this next stretch. Um, they're playing obviously really good football, but they have also gotten to play the Panthers, the Giants, and the Commanders in the last three games since the Philadelphia loss. I, I I'm impressed at the way that they have responded to it, though. Um, and like, I just I think we're going to learn a lot about them. I think you know Dak is playing. I think maybe some of the best football of his career. But I I, I am wondering throughout this this stretch, like, okay, how much of this is him? being better. And the offense I think has changed. They they really went under the hood after the the 49ers debacle and they're doing things differently. They're doing they're using a ton more motion. They're going downfield. They're they're passing on on early downs. Um, you know, they're just doing a whole lot of stuff. I think that McCarthy has been calling plays at a really high level lately. But there's the obvious caveat. They haven't played anybody good. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I really don't know how good Seattle is anymore, so I don't really know if we're going to, you know, be able to walk away from a victory on Thursday and be like, yep, all right, cool, you're, you're going into this stretch and you got one of the tough wins. I mean, it'll certainly be a harder game, I would guess, than what they've had recently. And then they'll have, I mean, then the real stretch begins because it's Philly, it's Buffalo, it's uh, Miami. And then it's Detroit before they finish up the regular season. So I'm excited. I, I I really like the way that they're playing. I think that the offense has been different. It's been good. I think the defense is, you know, they're, they're good for a few sacks a game. And Deron Bland is, I can't believe, I cannot believe that he has been able to step in for digs like this. And then it also makes me sad because it's like, Jesus Christ, he he was at third corner this year. And now he has the most pick sixes for a player in the history of the game. It's like, what would that look like if he was, you know, their nickel out there? Um, and I mean, it just obviously would make everything deeper. So I'm excited, you know, but I'm probably setting myself up for a really painful January. Cause I, I, I like this team more than I liked last year's team. I think at this point in time, I buy them more, but you know, I also bought last team last year's team a lot too.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting if Kenneth Walker can play for Seattle. I think that he gives them a pretty big lift out of the run game. Um, and they're, they're a weird team. Like I, Yes. And they went out to Baltimore and I was convinced that they they could hang with the Ravens and they absolutely could not. They got um, killed. But I think like they're just a the sort of team where I think they're going to be really annoying for the teams that aren't playing high level football. And if Dallas Dallas kind of shows up and plays how they do sometimes where you know, it takes them like a quarter and a half to start to really show like where all this talent is on that team. I think Seattle can certainly make things interesting. They have a good kicker. They have an opportunistic defense. It's not like a good defense, but they make a lot of flash plays. And Kenneth Walker, Geno Smith, D.K. Metcalf. uh, Like they have players. Like they have some talent. It's just how how injured right now. They're um, banged up. And their offensive line stinks. And so, like, that's why I think Dallas should blow them out. Because it's going to be really hard. I assume it'll be Geno Smith. It's going to be really hard to have time to throw. Like, yeah. I just think Dallas can get after them in a way that makes it really hard. Yeah, I think so too. Geno is obviously really banged up. And I, I thought that there were
0: some things that happened on, on Thursday night against the 49ers where, you know, I, I thought that there was the obvious regression coming um, from them going into this year. And then I think that they threw me off the scent with some of their early performances. But I, they've they've turned into the team that I thought that they would be going into the 2023 season and so I guess we'll see if if that it will be more of the same uh for them on Thursday or if if this could be them trying to right the ship. I hope not obviously. So yeah. it's also weird one one more thing before we go. It's weird that Dallas and you know knock on wood that they have like had as much success now as they are at home. They have an insane winning streak. They have not lost at AT&T Stadium since the opener last year versus Tampa Bay, it's like the longest winning streak they've had in decades. Especially uh, now, right when now. you
1: think about how it almost feels like it doesn't matter a lot, home or away. Yeah, uh, teams travel well, they play well. The home field advantage doesn't feel like it's that much of a thing. But Dallas has certainly made that a very difficult building to yeah. to play in. And I think a lot of it just is—they're a difficult team to play. Like they're just—they're good in every phase. They have talent all over the field, and they have athletes. Uh, yep, but yeah, I think they're the biggest weakness with with your team is probably the offensive line, right? Uh,
0: the Biggest weakness? Yeah, uh, I'd probably say the linebackers. The offensive line's been playing pretty good lately. That or I mean, it's either I'd either say the linebackers uh, because they're bringing in that guy who just got cut from the Colts um, for a, a meeting on two. Rob Morris, the
1: former BYU linebacker.
0: No, not Rob Morris from from two
1: thousand. Shaq.
0: Shaq, they're bringing in Shaquille O'Neal. Um, oh. but I know the Eagles are interested in him too, so they're bringing him in, I think, on Tuesday. I'm not sure, so we'll see there. So, yeah, I'd say linebackers. Um, honestly, I kind of almost want to say the running game too, but Pollard has been playing a little bit better as of
1: late. But again, well, that's I'm why I said the line, like I, you know, but they, I think
0: they've been good. I think well, they've they been win on
1: some of this, and it's like you clearly see guys like miss blocks, or it feels like they get destroyed by holding calls. Like their their tight ends hold a lot. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, I've, I've watched more Dallas than I would care to, to even admit, but we, we jokingly talk
0: about it all the time. How much like of, so first of all, you and I watch each other's teams a ton. And then part of that too, is my, one of my brothers is a Vikings fan. So I watch them a lot. And then I also watch like all of the Eagles games. So I like, I feel like I know your team in the Eagles more than, than any other team. That's not Dallas. I think in the NFL,
1: Uh, Watch a lot of. uh, I feel like I watch a lot of Cowboys, Ravens, Bills, Chiefs. Mm. Yeah, mostly. I don't watch a lot of NFC. They're like in the quad box. It feels a lot of times. I'll tell you, I don't watch any NFC East games that aren't dude with Dallas because they're usually terrible. They're well, well, and and the Eagles, obviously, right? Well, yes, I watch those, but I mean like.
0: Like Giants and or Commanders. If the
1: Eagles are playing the Commanders or the Giants, I am not watching that game.
0: Yeah, yeah. At all. No interest. It's bad. It's bad.
1: All right. uh, So when we return on the
0: next National Fun League, it'll be week 15. Shafe, I'm looking at the schedule right now. So the Cowboys will play the Bills at 325 on Fox. So that game will sure to entertain. That will be be the first uh, Lions game,
1: I believe. Uh, No, you are playing Cincinnati. That's that's Christmas Yep, that's a Christmas Eve one. Yeah,
0: yeah and you're so you're playing uh, Cincinnati, and that could be a Saturday game. It is one yeah. of six games that the NFL has not scheduled. Among the others, Falcons, Panthers, Bears, Browns, Broncos, Lions. It's gonna be Steelers, announced pretty Colts. soon, I would think. Yeah, and given that your teams are both around 500, I'm guessing that that will be a Saturday. I, I think that I feel very comfortable in saying Broncos, Lions will be slotted in on Saturday um and then maybe Steelers Colts as well otherwise like I don't know why they'd want to put Falcons Panthers they're going to try to goose the the TV ratings a bit so uh yeah we'll have uh we'll have we'll have our teams to talk about though yours might have played on Saturday
1: well that's okay and uh hopefully they they find a win there they just they got to find like three more wins and they're in the playoffs that's all I need yeah they can't do better than a six seed and they can't you know so six seven doesn't matter just uh just figure out how to get into the playoffs. That's all I care about. And then
0: maybe a Vikings Lions third third times the charm game to be, begin be the, the playoffs.
1: I I mean I have an outside desire to see them win the division. Obviously, it sure. just doesn't feel. It felt like they needed that Broncos game because you're sitting at you'd be seven and five eight or you you'd be what seven and four. With this upcoming uh game against the Bears, they could have been eight and four going into a bye. Man. Like that's a totally different field than seven and five going into a bye.
0: Yeah, it it absolutely is, especially given that right now the Lions are eight and three and they're coming off of a, a stinker of a performance versus the Packers. By the way, Shaq Leonard, Shaq Leonard is the player that will be uh hanging out uh in Dallas this week. And wrist writes, I hope Howie brings him in tomorrow. I don't. I don't. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. There, all right, uh, Shave. Before we say goodbye, anything that you have to plug, I do recommend uh, for the Husker fans in the audience, which I know are like basically all of you, uh, the eighty-minute extravaganza that Shave had with uh, Gary Sharp, and it was funny too because you you had mentioned this on Twitter, and and I talked about it with you a little bit last night at, at uh, Riss and I's reception that you you were going to have this rant. And I was like, man, I can't wait to get to this part of the podcast. Shave. I've heard some rants from you over the years. This one did not disappoint. It felt it felt real. It felt authentic. It felt twelve, like 12 weeks of annoyances finally bursting from you. So uh, I thought that that podcast was very enjoyable. Though I will say, it did not make me excited for the discourse surrounding Husker football in the next nine months because I'm essentially exactly where you are with everything.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know that anyone should be excited about the discourse, so... Uh, I'll leave it at that. People can hear more of those thoughts and, and how not positive they are uh, at the uh, the Sunday side session that you can find in the Husker 24-7 podcast. Um I don't really have much else to plug. Obviously, Husker 24-7 would uh, love for people to to swing by the site. Obviously, I just got done saying there's not great discourse out there. So, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. It's not a great time to to be swinging by the message boards. But Ooh, yeah. Message boards are probably a get, tough hang right now. What you could get is great content, great recruiting VIP content. We have the best uh, recruiting experts in the country uh, with with twenty four seven sports and the best recruiting network. I mean, we're gonna especially in the time where coaches are on the road, we're gonna have a lot of that kind of news, that kind of scoop available at Husker twenty four seven. We have a great deal going on right now through Tuesday night, so don't miss it. Uh, I I would tell you what it is, but I forgot. The exact numbers, and I don't want to be wrong, but there is no better deal that we run as a company than right now, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday style deal. So if you've ever thought about signing up, now would be the time to do it. Perfect. He is Mike
0: Schaefer. He is of Husker 24-7 Sports. He is a Wednesday regular on my radio show, and he joins us every three weeks here in the IED Club. We'll be back for weeks 15 and then 18, and then I believe, Schaefer, we're doing every week during the playoffs. I guess we got to lock that, that stuff down as we get into uh, January, but we uh, we love talking NFL with each other. Uh, we text all day during games, and now we talk about it for about 50 minutes on Sundays every few <laughs> weeks. Uh, Mr. Mike Schaefer, thanks again for coming to our reception last night. Uh, I know Riss sends her thank you as well. And uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. All right,
1: looking forward to the next time already.
0: Absolutely. Uh, be sure to join Jack and I on Wednesday. And if you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber to the ID Club, become a patron today at patreon.com slash I-80 Club for as low as $3 a month. We have a podcast coming up on Wednesday. We will see you then. Goodbye.